What does it take to stand out and move up? How can customers tell the difference between you and the competition? How can you differentiate your products and services and dominate your market? It's time now for Project Distinct, the podcast on creating distinction with Scott McCain. And hello again, this is Scott McCain. Thanks for joining me again on Project Distinct. Really glad you're here today. Hope you're enjoying our first week of podcasts. It's kind of fun. I've really enjoyed this. We're, we're having a great time and hope you're enjoying this. Uh, I hope you're getting enough out of it that you're willing to uh, subscribe to us on iTunes and, and share uh, the podcast with your friends. That means the world. And, and as you probably know, if you're much of a fan of podcasts, the number of subscribers that you have on iTunes uh, determines how much visibility that you get on the platform. So it's really important uh, to us if you'd subscribe. Thank you so much for those of you that have already done that. And please continue to listen and download. Really appreciate it. Okay, so today's topic. What holds us back from creating distinction? What gets in the way? What, what destroys our efforts to be distinctive in the marketplace? So I'm standing in Red Square. <laughs> Isn't that a beautiful line to open a story? I, it was a, one of the most surreal moments of my life. I'm just a farm kid from Crothersville, Indiana. But I was invited in my youth to be part of a team for an international organization, people to people, to participate in this goodwill mission. It was still during the time of the Soviet Union. I was right there at the very center of communism. Now, even though it was September during the visit, the day was unseasonably cold and it was gray. Behind the group that I was traveling with in me was the bland and massive Goom department store, which, by the way, it's, it's fascinating. They're on Red Square. This department store occupies a, a, a huge space, a huge part of Red Square, a department store. And in front of us, though, was the tomb of the father of communism, his body resting inside, appearing almost as a wax figure. Just beyond loomed the site of the imposing Kremlin. Now, the sentries there at Lenin's tomb were goose-stepping, and it was like a changing of the guard like we have in the United States at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier, but yet there they goose-stepped. And, and all I can think of at, at that age was the old black-and-white newsreel footage I'd seen of Nazi soldiers in Hitler's Germany. The precision and, and the efficiency they operated with was amazing, but it was totally without emotion. So we watched the ceremony of the changing of the guard there at Lemon's Tomb. After it was over, this this very short and, and round senior citizen walked up to me and asked me in broken English if I was, in fact, an American. I answered affirmatively with pride about my country, but yet a bit of fear, as I'm certainly in unfamiliar territory. So this senior citizen opened his coat, and he pointed to a big scar on his chest. And he had tears in his eyes, and he gestured at his wound and said, From war, please, no war. No more war. Well, I'm stunned. I mean, like most Americans, I, I assumed at that time the Soviets were the aggressors, not us. And here was obviously an earnest Russian who firmly believed we were the enemy. So slowly I assured him war was not what I believed the intent of the United States was. And I certainly hoped it wasn't the objective of his country either. And I emphasized that our group here was enjoying our visit and grateful to see the Soviet Union. And someone was translating my English into his Russian for him. And he breaks into this wide smile and nods rapidly. And then I, I had to ask him the question. 
Okay, out of this huge crowd, how in the world did you recognize me as being an American? So he spoke to his friend who was translating, and the friend then turned to me and said, your clothes are colorful, and you're smiling and having fun as you're in Red Square. That gave it all away. So the fact that my clothes were not the standard-issue Soviet gray, and the fact I seemed to be enjoying myself set me apart from the crowd, it pegged me as someone from another place. It was a real lesson in being distinctive, which is the point of all of our podcasts. Now, what I saw in the Soviet Union of the 70s was the result of conformity and similarity, which is historically the natural occurrence when the state owns and controls almost everything. The emphasis on uniformity seems to be a constant of every monolithic institution. However, communism isn't the only political or economic doctrine that produces this bland sameness. Ironically enough, capitalistic competition serves just as well. See, distinction is rare in today's marketplace. And, and what happens is, sometimes in this capitalistic competition, we are so afraid of being different or being distinctive because, gosh, if we're the same as our successful competitor, then we're going to be successful too, aren't we? And it leads us to what destroys distinction, what destroys differentiation in the marketplace. There are three destroyers of differentiation, and that's going to be the subject of our next three podcasts. Differentiation destroyer number one is copycat competition and incremental advancement. Isn't that amazing? We're told that we're supposed to get better and better and better, and we're supposed to incrementally improve, but sometimes doing that dooms us to being the same as our competition. Differentiation destroyer number two, change that creates tougher competition. And with everything going online and my ability to order a product, not just from you that, that might have something locally, but you anywhere around the world, the chance to get a service from somebody in Bangalore as easily as I can in Baltimore changes everything and destroys differentiation. That'll be a topic as well. And the third and final one is that familiarity does not breed contempt. Rather, familiarity breeds complacency. And so what I'd like for you to consider as we prepare for these next three programs is what is destroying your differentiation? What do you perceive is holding you back as a part of the pack and is, is, is drawing you back to the pack like a magnet? What force do you need to break through to be able to stand out and move up regardless of what the competition is doing? What's holding you back? What do you think you need to do? Is there something subtle? Is there something remarkable that you need to be doing? It might not take something really extraordinary. For me in Red Square, it just took a smile. What will it take for you? Hey, thanks again for taking time to listen. Please, as I mentioned earlier, subscribe and share. And I'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow on Project Distinct. You've been listening to the podcast to help you stand out and move up. Project Distinct with Scott McCain. For more insights from Scott, visit his blog at createdistinction.com. To have Scott bring his award-winning platform presentation to your next meeting, go to scottmccain.com. Scott McCain can become your virtual coach 
educating and helping you create distinction in the most comprehensive way possible. Visit our website, distinctioninstitute.com, for all the details. Be distinct. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.